EWN Sport presents the Pitchside Podcast with Ahmed Kachi and Michael Pedro. Hello and welcome to Pitchside Podcast. My name is Ahmed Kaji. And I'm Michael Pedro. Coming up on this episode of Pitchside Podcast, we speak to the Northwest University's Banele Makanya Hlope. He's a first-year education student and this is also his first season in the varsity football setup. Yeah, so some interesting insights into how players cope from the transition between high school and university and with the extra load of playing varsity football as well. The first kickoff of the day was Wits taking on University of Limpopo at the Wits Stadium. A win for Wits would cement their place in the semi-finals. And they did just that. They claimed a 2-0 win, a goal in each half. Machle Matabane opened the scoring. He has been fantastic for Wits over the entirety of the season and then a penalty late in the second half securing the victory for the home side. University of Limpopo still right at the bottom of the table without any win so far. Yeah, the Wits coach El Zavian van Riede, he said that he was very pleased with the performance from his boys. It's difficult playing against Limpopo. I mean, they got nothing to lose but at the end of the day, I mean, they were sitting deep. We missed our first chance, which is a difficult one. I think mentally our boys, we had to get them to get a half-time and look, 2-0 at the end of the day, three points. Can't ask for more. As we are featuring Banele Makanya Hlope from the Northwest University, let's just take a look at what their match was all about uh, when they took on Ticks at the Tick Stadium. It was a big game for both sides, a chance to cement a place in fourth and secure that all-important semi-final spot. Going into the game, Ticks were on the back foot a little bit. They started the game in fifth, NWU just ahead of them in fourth. And Tux pulled one over on their Northwest rivals. They claimed a 2-0 win, which now sees them leapfrog into third, just two points behind Vit. So a very good result for the defending champions in this game. Tux's Claudio Almeida says that they worked towards getting their first goal off the match, and that's when they would take it from there. We knew today was a do-or-die game, and we told ourselves that you know, if we get the first goal here, uh, the game will be open and it will be playing to our hands. And, you know, the first five minutes we got a goal. Uh, they came a bit of us, but we weren't too worried about them having the ball. It didn't really cause us too much trouble. And as the game got on, they became more desperate. They were opening up more gaps for us. And then, yeah, that's why we got the second goal. So I think everything went to plan and couldn't ask for a better game. Moving down to UKZN, they were up against TUT in another crucial game, especially for TUT, who are looking to sneak into fourth spot and a place in the semis. Unfortunately, it didn't go as they would have planned. They drew 2-2 to the team that is currently second bottom of the lock. Yes, UKZN were actually on the way to a victory, except for a 75th minute equaliser from TUT. So they'll be happy to come away with that point over there. UKZN mentioning how disappointed they were with the result, coming so close to a victory and just not being able to bring it home. It was a great game of football. Uh, we didn't win. We did everything to win, but it wasn't to be. And the crowd was amazing as always. We, we haven't won any game in the Boston Cup this year. So uh, the last game, we'll definitely do our best to win. To win, to win our first ever game uh, in the varsity cup. On the other hand, TUT said that they found it very difficult in terms of the atmosphere down in UKZN and the fact that they have played all of their games away from home. Looks like it's starting to take a toll on them. We got an equalizer and uh, the game was a bit difficult because they had uh, their fans here cheering them. So it was difficult for us because we were away. But I think uh, overall we did well because we, we, were, we managed to come from behind and then uh, equalized and then we walked out with a point, something. We know what we have to for, for our last match because 
in order for us to qualify, we need a win. Our mentality now is to go there next week and win the, 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 the last game of the tournament. In the final game, UJ have been playing a number of games in Soweto and it seemed to have been paying dividends. They went down to the University of Western Cape and seemed to have faced a bit of a reality check. It was a tight game. 1-1 just shows how the game was a game of two halves. Looking forward to the semi-final. I think this was a good result for us just to come back down to earth and we have a lot to work on with one more group game left and then on to the semi-final. UJ were looking pretty invincible going into this game. UWC not in the greatest of form. All the money would have been on the men from Joburg to take the victory, but they weren't able to. In the end, it ended 1-1. The thing with UJ is they have been so brilliant at winning games this season that you almost feel like they needed this draw before the semi-finals so that they could bring their best again in the semis. Because rather lose or draw before then than do it when you would get knocked out. They have one more game coming up. Uh, this will be against the Northwest University. Will be trying to fight for that semi-final berth along with uh, Tix and TUT like we said speaking about UJ they will be hoping to just get that momentum before that semi-final and if it is a home semi-final this is going to be massive so let's just hope uh, that UJ will be able to just bring it back stay up to speed with the best weekly coverage of varsity football with the pitch side podcast subscribe now via your favorite podcast app Our feature guest here on Pitchside Podcast is Banele Makanya Hrope. He is from the Northwest University. He is a first-year education student, and this is also his first season in the varsity football setup. This is all just about understanding how his transition from high school has been into varsity, not just on the academic side, but also into the varsity football side. Thank you very much for joining us. Sure, 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 sure. I, I really appreciate that a lot. Panele, you say that uh, your teammates uh, call you Makanya. Can you just give us some insight as to what that means? No, Makanya is my nickname. I grew up uh, looking to Joseph Tugutugu Makanya, the one who used to wear jersey number 24 in Orlando Pirates. Uh, he used to inspire me a lot. So the name Makanya comes from there. How did you get involved in football? I grew up with most of the people who like football and they saw the potential in me. So they encouraged me to, to take this career seriously. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm still pushing. In terms of balancing your varsity work and the demands of a football season, how are you finding that? No, I find it very difficult academically because we're lacking behind. So let me not say we're struggling. I am struggling personally academically since this varsity cup has started because we missed some assignments, all those kind of things. But football-wise, everything is going well so far. You guys have been doing pretty well this season. You are in the top four at the moment. What do you think the success has been down to? No, you know, the coach... He tried by all means to encourage us and to send us to the team psychologist to prepare us. Now we've been, it's been, we lost I think two consecutive games and that doesn't mean it is the end of the world. We still have a chance. You speak about your varsity appearances so far this season. You obviously haven't been a regular starter. How have you adapted to that and ensured that you are still a viable option for the coach? No, the only thing that I understand is that we're not the same. We don't have the same capabilities. So if the coach feels that I'm that kind of a player that can come into the game and have an impact, so if he believes so, let it be so. And what I can say is that I also believe I'm a super sub. Who are you currently supporting in the PSL? Mm, my favorite team is uh, Cape Town City. Cape Town City because Benny McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, to watch him playing in his days and I, I liked the way he played. So 
that's him and gift links i used to play with him on platinum stars uh last year 2017 that is why i try by all means to support my lads so you mentioned earlier that you support Barcelona overseas. So I'm guessing you think Messi is better than Ronaldo. Messi is better than Ronaldo. This guy will disagree with you, trust me. No, the reason I disagree is because if we look at national ability, yes, Lionel Messi takes the award any day of the week. But in terms of work ethic, we saw Cristiano Ronaldo when he first started out as a 17, 18-year-old at Manchester United. Compared to what he is uh, right now, surely his work ethic and he's worked a lot harder than Lionel Messi. Yeah, that's true. His wet ethics is, is up there, but remember Messi is, is a magician and he's out of this world. I don't think we can compare the two. There's a thick line between the two. Messi is far better than Ronaldo. I'm not saying Ronaldo is a, is a bad player. Yes, he's a good player, but we can't compare him with Messi. Messi is alone up there. Would you rather never use social media sites or apps again? Or never watch another movie or TV show? I'd rather never watch a, a, a movie or TV show. Really? Yeah. Why? I think social media for me, it's a, it's a great platform to keep in touch with my friends, to keep in touch with the family, to keep in touch with relatives and all those kind of people, you know. Panele, thank you very much for your time here on Pitchside Podcast. We really do appreciate it. Wishing you the very best of luck for the season ahead. Next week's round of games is, of course, the final round of Varsity Football for 2018 before we head into the knockout phase. So a very exciting week coming up and a battle for fourth, really. UJ have pretty much secured their home semi-final. Vitz look on course for that as well. And it's a three-way battle at the moment for fourth. Yes, and uh, speaking towards that, TUT will be travelling through to the VIT Stadium in the final game before the semi-finals. Then in another top of the table clash, UJ will travel to NWU. NWU are currently in fifth spot, still with a chance of creeping into fourth. That's, of course, if they win against the table toppers and hope that results go their way. Yes, uh, NWU are in the perfect Bafana Bafana situation. We need to do this and we need other things to happen on that side. And only then will we make it through to this point in the competition. Thankfully, there's no match fixing in this because then we'd have to go back and play Senegal again and then lose. Yes, and then not make it to the World Cup. No and then watch Senegal go out in the group stages. Yes. <laughs> yes. So let's just see what takes place with the Northwest University. They'll be taking on the University of Johannesburg. They'll be hosting the lab home ground advantage. To be honest, I think UJ will want to be coming back with as much energy as they can to take all the momentum going through into the semi-finals. So I think NWU may just not have enough in the tank allowing the two Pretoria teams to make it through. Well, speaking of the two Pretoria teams, we've mentioned TUT. Ticks, they'll be taking on UWC. UWC currently in sixth place, right near the bottom of the table. And all the signs point towards Ticks booking a spot in the semi-final and having a chance at defending their title. Yeah, and I'm really glad that you brought up UWC coming through from semi-finalists in 2017 all the way to just sitting three points above UKZN and University of Limpopo who are actually playing against each other mm. and both of them have failed to score more than three points this season. They'll both be looking for wins over each other to make sure that they are not the only winless side in the competition. So it'll probably be a draw. I'm expecting nothing less. <laughs> Stay up to speed with the best weekly coverage of Varsity Football with the Pitchside Podcast. Subscribe now via your favorite podcast app. Coming up in your next episode of Pitchside Podcast, we'll be speaking to a very special player from Wits University. And always remember... 
that even though TV series and movies keep you entertained, social media and memes keep you in the loop. But that's none of my business. Stay up to speed with the best weekly coverage of Varsity Football with the Pitchside Podcast. Subscribe now via your favorite podcast app.